Let's get gritty. It's time for the Colorado Great Coaches Show. Here's head coach Steve Hatton. Welcome. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studio, and this is the Steve Hatton Show. Coach will be uh, joining us here uh, shortly. Um, we are brought to you by Steamway Floor to Ceiling. A special thanks to our sponsor, Steamway Floor to Ceiling. They are one great company with two great services. All your housing needs from certified carpet, tile, furniture, and duct cleaning to all your interior design needs and wants. Steamway Floor to Ceiling, conveniently located right here in Greeley with a 4,000 square foot showroom. Go visit or call Steamway Floor to Ceiling for cleaning and remodeling needs. Well, we're we're approaching March, which uh, means I think we have five more series left for the uh, Colorado Grit. And uh, on the Clearwater Hot, uh, Products Hotline is, as always, every Tuesday, Coach Steve Haddon of the Colorado Grit. Uh, how's your Tuesday treating you, Coach? Hi, Bruce. Uh, good. Yeah, just going to be... But good to be back home here in the state of Colorado. Uh, we're yeah. uh, coming out the next couple of weeks, so it's nice to be home and uh, get some home cooking. Well, well, returning from that Texas trip, hey, you, you had an, a consistent offense, uh, two, two, and two, but we just gave up too many goals uh, in the series against Lone Star, losing four to two and five to two, and then the trip, quick trip over to El Paso, and uh, with a five-two loss there. But uh, uh, would your young squad gain from this series and uh, getting ready for Corpus Christi? Well, I, I guess to kind of recap, I thought uh, in Friday, well, you know, was we, we played a really good forty uh, coming on the road and, and playing a you know a first overall seed in Lone Star, and um, it was a two-two game up to the last seven minutes of the third period. So we were right there, and um, it was a great hockey game, and uh, an unfortunate bounce went off the skate, and you know we couldn't recover from that. Uh, I tried to have a little bit of a push, looked like we ran into steam a bit, but uh, you know, so that was a tight one, more of a one-goal game as I had to pull the goalie and. Same thing, kind of story in, in game two against Lone Star, uh, you know, 2-2 game, and uh, we, we kind of made a, a bad decision with the puck and um, pulled the goaltender after that. So uh, I don't think the scores don't dictate. We, we did have some offense. Um, they were one-goal games or even games up till kind of that last end of the third period. So we were right there, uh, which is great. We see that progress. Uh, even same thing in El Paso, uh, probably a little bit harder. I think we definitely ran the steam because we were hanging on. You know, getting on a on a on a plane at six a.m. after playing back to back first seed, and then you know playing a really good El Paso team, and you know, it was two two till the end of the second. So the guys, you know, gave everything they could. Uh, I think that's just the experience sometimes coming in and knowing you know what the situation you're in, and you know taking care of the pocket times. And um, I am happy with a lot of the positives that came out of that, and, and good learning lessons for our guys. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to take that and. And they'll, you know, use that moving forward here, you know, within our last five weeks of games coming up. And, you know, we're home for a quick uh, uh, change of clothes and one practice. And then we're, we're back on the road, back to Texas, to Corpus Christi. So, um, you know, this, will, this is the part of the grind of the schedule that guys are going to learn in this division. And, you know, for us, uh, we'll be better for it, uh, you know, going into next year. And, and Coach, you're kind of, you, no matter what the sport, you're that club that just plays people even, even, and then 
you know, it's not that you can't catch a break, but sometimes you you just simply don't catch a break. It goes the other way, and then it's kind of that you know repeated story somewhat. And I know as this season, uh, you know. Near nears its conclusion, you're probably still looking for that little spark in that, you know, latter period that that puck goes your way and you can get a lead after a 2-2 tie and uh, it, it, the whole game changes with a 3-2 lead instead of a 3-2 deficit. Yeah, I think some of that too is, you know, we've, uh, we, you know, just having a, a, a younger team, not not any guys that are established, you know, uh, point producers at this level, but you know, trying to learn and, and grow here. And I think there's times where, yeah, we just we get, you know, we have a good push as a group, and we get some chances, and maybe we're a little bit snake bitten at times. And you know, uh, that's the way sometimes the season has gone for us. But um, you know, I love our compete and um, just the passion. And then obviously there's times where you're playing some teams. Like I said, guys are been in the league for two or three years, so you know they've been through it already themselves and. You know, they go into that, that situation and, you know, they, they have that kind of upper edge at times. I, I don't want to ever use it as an excuse, but I think for our guys, we should have that, you know, that mindset that, hey, we're going to find a way in those situations. So we take those, you know, one goal games or down by a goal, you got to pull the goalie or, you know, hey, start of a third that's 2-2, like you said. We've got to take those situations and, you know, let's just, let's take this challenge on and see, you know, how we can come up with this. And, and, and the good thing about it is we keep getting opportunities in those situations. So, yeah, we're not on the right side, but um, we're going to learn through that and find that. And, you know, obviously uh, for our guys, you know, just trying to find that that next uh, or turn the corner of that next step that we want to take. And, you know, we still got some more opportunity to work through, you know, our group. And, you know, we're looking forward to that challenge. But, uh, you know, for us, at the same time, we can't get down. Um, there's a lot of good being, you know, developed here. And, you know, we just got to keep pushing forward. And, Coach, talk about some of your top performers over this uh, uh, past week at uh, Lone Star and El Paso. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, we scored, actually, the first goal in, in the first two games. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Thomas, Tomas uh, Velchek, you know, he's coming off a of sure. week. You know, he's, he had a really nice tip to, to get us going here. And Christian Carter, again, who's been kind of staying pretty consistent for a first-year guy and, and chipping him with some five-on-five action. And um, Braden Fivogel, I think, you know, been snake bitten a lot of this year like some of our guys and he had a really nice goal uh and there and then you know actually landon west who uh we picked up from we traded actually he was drafted by el paso and and uh, we ended up trading for him so we never played a game for them before the start of the season and he had the two goals in el paso looked like he was on a mission to to prove something to them and uh you know he kind of drove the bus for us there but you know for the most part um you know a lot of our forwards and indeed it was really a, a, a good five-man unit collaboration um, again, just, you know, it'd be nice to get, see someone get really hot here at the end and, 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 and end really well and maybe get us over that hump as, as an individual. But, you know, we've got guys, you know, tripping in and working through it. And when you can see it spread out a little bit, it's nice to see that depth scoring at times as well. Absolutely. And you are listening to uh, the Steve Haddon Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. And this is the Steve Haddon Show. Hey, Coach, as you... Um, you know, only we have to remind our audience only two more home series left, uh, the 15th and 16th, 17th, as you'll take on the Amarillo Wranglers. And then you conclude your home season with the New Mexico Ice Wolves on the uh, 22nd, 23rd of March. 
as you approach these last weeks of the season, is some of this also an evaluation process for uh, players that uh, you really want to bring in next year, or has those have, have those decisions been made? No, I, I think obviously we're, we're we're still you know you know focused on the task at hand, which is this season, and you know for guys that are you know trying to you know take that next step and. You know whether it's you know come back here and and uh, you take on a bigger role next year or um, you know or if it's a Division One school watching them, um, you know you're always playing for something um, when you're at the stage uh, of their career. Um, for us, we have not you know we're not locking. You know, there's guys that obviously have had good seasons. There's guys that are continuing to grow every month. So you've got a, a different mix going on there. So for us, you know uh, our our goal next year is you know obviously to be way better and and more competitive and so so guys are obviously still i want to say retrying out for their spots and trying to solidify that going into uh you know our main camp in july and you know for us you're always you're always playing for you know your your stock so to speak and and where you're going to be and where you're going to slot in and you know obviously we'll, we'll be bringing in players next year as well to compete um for opportunity so there's always that 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 nature of the beast going on every day and practicing games and then going into the next season so um you know you're the old cliche saying you're only as good as your last shift and you know that's that's how we're approaching it absolutely hey if you have a text for us text us at the Mosier uh funeral and cremation services text line uh text us at 888-530-0043 so coach uh you know later on in the program we're gonna have andrew rush your equipment manager uh this has to be i can't wait to talk to andrew a huge role for a hockey team yeah, no, it's uh, you know kind of an unsung hero type role. Uh, you know, he, him, him, and Kylie, who you already had on as well with our last trainers. You know, we have lots of support in in, in that for our players. So, you know, uh, steel gets broken. Um, you know, things need stone uh, tape being organized, packing. Um, you know, that Andrew does a lot for us, and um, just being in the game my whole life. Those, you know, that role is so important. Um, not only to your players, but the coaching staff and the organization. And so um, Andrew does a, a great job. He's he's really honing in his craft, and um, he's probably, you know, that's where all the little dirty secrets go from the players to, to them. To, so we find out when the venting goes on as a joke. So um, he's there for them to support the boys and, and the staff, like I said. And, um, you know, he's done a marvelous job, and he's always energetic and upbeat, and, you know, he, he creates a great atmosphere for the guys And when we have these long road trips, and he's a lot of fun. So, um, really, like he's he might be the first guy in the NHL out of our group. I, I always say because uh, you know he does such a great job, and and those jobs are hard to find. And, sure, um, he's really uh, he's really grown into his own here, and um, he's a Colorado guy too as well. So uh, you play a little hockey and a little golf too, but uh, oh, we love having Andrew and. Um, he's done a great job for us. Well, well, I saw a golf picture of him, so I know he's in the golf. Uh, really have to ask him some about some of that. Why are hockey players, coach, oftentimes such great golfers? <laughs> I don't know. I I wasn't. I was a terrible golfer. Right? <laughs> so so I don't. But but you are correct. A lot of the guys that I play with and, and grew up with, and, and you know, obviously coach even. Um, there's this transitions really easy. For some some players, I feel like that uh, you know golf kind of is the off season recovery sport, right? Uh, for a lot of guys, and it's a lot of fun. But I wasn't very good, so I can't say that translated to me. But um, it definitely is something I think everyone can do. And you know, obviously, with the weather we get here in Colorado, you know, uh, four seasons and in, in one month at times, I think uh, 
you know, it's not a bad spot. So I think a lot of guys do bring their clubs, though. Um, we got in some of the billet houses or on golf courses here. So the guys have that luxury of being in Colorado and when we get that nice weather in the winter. I think they take advantage of it. Well, and absolutely, boy, do we have some great courses in northern Colorado as well. Hey, and, and Kim Weber, um, uh, Lee, assistant coach Levi's, uh, is that his re- mom? Mom, yep. yes. Yep. Uh, Kim yep. uh, Levi's mom, the coordinate, coordinator of your billet program, which houses all the players. This has to be an ongoing job, uh, you know, to maintain relationships, obtain new relationships, so all of your players can be housed adequately. You know what? You you can have a, a junior hockey team without uh, you know a, a bill of family as a bill of coordinator. So Kim's been with me since day one. Um, Levi played for me in in my start of my coaching career twelve years ago, and and obviously transitioned to coach. Um, Kim's been a a billet uh, herself, a hockey mom, obviously with with boys, both of her sons playing hockey, and um, and then she's just you know been been a billet as well. Just when you know her became an empty nester, so she's been with me for for a long time and. Um, since day one, and, and she does a really good job. Kylie also assists her as well, um, who you had on as a, as a like, trainer because it's such a yeah. big job. Um, I mean, every we can't have a, a team, like I said, without Bill's family. So um, she does a lot of the little things that are important to, you know, make sure that uh, this thing goes smoothly. And, um, I, you know, she's always looking for new Billet families and homes, as we are all, because there's a transition and after years. And um, I think she, she'll have a lot of great information there for, for you guys, but she's been awesome, and um, I think she's seen it all as well. Like I said, being a hockey mom, a billet coordinator, a billet, um, a sponsor, I think she's done it all for us. So, uh, it's a great, great lady to have on there, and uh, you know, we couldn't do it without her. Well, after today's program, let's hope there's uh, a few people that uh, step up and say, you know what, I'd kind of like to do that. You know, sound, yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Hey, coach, tell us about Corpus Christi and, and the ice race, uh, uh, what you're going to be facing. Yeah, no, I I think they're kind of maybe in the same transition as us. Uh, a little bit of a younger team. They moved some of their veterans at the deadline, um, trying to give them a chance. I think for for playoff pushes and other situations. And I felt like uh, you know we we should match up with them pretty good. Uh, we split with them when they came here back in November, um, and you know it was a really you know the game that we had success was we jumped right on them uh, and we kind of smothered them and didn't let them. Kind of, kind of get in the game at all. So that was a, I think, a key for us with our speed, uh, how we move the puck, and you know we've got to, we've got to translate that to uh, you know the Friday night, and um, you know for them, they, the next night they came back and responded really well. So you know I think it's going to be a really good matchup um, for us, and it's another challenge to get you know in, in, in not only in the win column but just get some confidence. And you know guys, like I said, are still trying to find their game and are trying to end the season strong. Um, you know whether it's trying to come back here and take on a bigger role or move up into the play. So there's always a lot on the table and, you know, Corpus is going to be, you know, no joke. Everyone's good in our division and, you know, we know what we have to do to have success. We just got to rest up and, you know, be prepared when we get there. Absolutely. Well, Coach, hey, we'll let you go. Appreciate your time this morning. Uh, anxious to t- talk to Andrew and Kim as well. And uh, have a uh, a great practice and another great road trip or a great road trip to Corpus Christi. <laughs> 
Thank, thanks, Bruce. Appreciate you having me on as always, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Absolutely. Steve Haddon, the head coach of the Colorado Grit hockey team. Hey, again, thanks to Steamway Floor to Ceiling. In addition to their great selection of flooring, uh, Steamway Floor to Ceiling carries a wide assortment of cabinets, vanities, countertops, and window treatments to help transform your house into a home. Visit their 4,000 foot square foot showroom at Steamway Florida Ceiling, conveniently located right here in Greeley, Colorado. Hey, we're going to take a break here and we'll be back with Andrew Rush of the Colorado Grit. KFKA. Can the Bears win the Big Sky Tournament in March? Find out if UNC has what it takes to go dancing on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. To the welcome back to the Steve Haddon Show. We are Live from the Yellow Fiber Studios, and it is uh, Tuesday, so we're talking a lot of Colorado grit hockey. And I'll tell you what, this next guest, Andrew Rush, is with us. He is the equipment manager. We're going to find out all the details about what it takes to become uh, the equipment manager and what a great role he plays. Andrew, I know you're a golfer, too. we got to get into that, too. So uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. But, uh, hey, just tell us, uh, provide an overview, uh, if you could, Andrew, uh, about, you know, what a typical day is in your role as the equipment manager for the Colorado Grit. Oh, a typical day. I usually am here at the rink by 7 a.m., get the locker room open to get everything set for the guys that arrive between 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Um, make sure they got everything they need for them to jump on the ice. And then once they're on the ice, that's my quote unquote downtime. Um, if any problems arise during practice, I'm always within an earshot or watching practice. So once practice ends, that's when my real day starts to, uh, take over. Um, the laundry machines just start turning and they never stop turning until about four 30 every night. Um, so yeah, that's my typical day. And then, if it's travel week during when the guys are on practice on the ice, I'm getting ready to getting packed and everything ready to go. And then, yeah, a lot of my job is behind the scenes. Um, if you see me, it's usually something majorly issue is happening. So, okay, okay, I got to ask you this, Andrew. I could never do a job like you do, but when you're on the road, uh, have you ever taken a trip and you forgot something? Nope. I, uh, I pack backups to backups. Um, I always coordinate with the, uh, home team on what jerseys to bring. Uh, we had a little, well, what, well, this weekend when we were in Lone Star, um, their equipment guy told me that we can wear black. And as we're going out for warm ups Friday night, both teams are in black. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's a problem here. Sure I'm like, this is a problem here. He goes, I told you you guys could wear white. And I was like, well, you told me we could wear black. But, you know, 
And if it's if I forget something, it's probably minuscule. It's nothing really major. Sure. You can make do without it. Um, my biggest worry is always forgetting the jerseys. Um, typically, when we travel, I put the jerseys in a in a jersey bag so they're not in the guy's bag. And I've seen horror stories of teams forgetting their uh, their jerseys, and they have to wear the home team's practice jerseys. And that's always my biggest worry. Absolutely. And of course, you know, players, they, they are coddled. They're taken care of somewhat. So you can never rely on them just to bring everything. And, uh, uh, that's, that's why teams have equipment managers and, uh, uh, coordinators and things like that. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, tell us, how did you get into the business? How did you become, uh, an equipment manager? So the equipment manager runs in the bloodline. My father is the equipment manager for the Air Force hockey team, and he's been there 27 years, almost 28. So he's been there longer than I've been alive. Um, so I grew up around there. I'd be at the rink with him till about 2 o'clock in the morning on game night, just doing laundry, getting stuff situated for, next, for the next night. And then once I uh, went to college, I went to school out in Iowa, a small private school. Um, I was just itching to get back into the game of hockey. Um, I lived, I grew up on a rink. I'm a rink rat. I'm always at the rink. I'm currently at the rink right now doing laundry, getting <laughs> caught up from the weekend. So I learned from the best of my father, who has obviously been with the Air Force team for 20, 25 years plus, and then he's done numerous USA hockey uh, events as well. And now, like the like the players for the grit, they have you know goals to get that at that higher level. And of course, everybody's ultimate goal probably is to play in the NHL. Uh, is this similar to your pathways of of goal setting to get to um, higher level teams and eventually uh, Division One college or maybe even uh, the NHL? Absolutely. Um, the North American Hockey League is dubbed the League of Opportunity. And um, that quote came from the one and only Frank Territory, who's the head coach at the Air Force Academy. And it is a League of Opportunity for everyone, players, staff. Um, so, yes, that is an end goal. I know that I'm, I'm only 24 years old, so I'm a little on the young side. But if that opportunity does arise, you never know what will happen. Hey, when, when you're on the road, Andrew, what are your biggest challenges? You know, as far as, you know, you mentioned some of your past experience, but what are those travel challenges uh, that you encounter uh, when on the road? Uh, being a first-year team, we've never been to any of these places these home home events that the uh, on the road. So just not going in and not knowing where everything's situated. We got to talk with their equipment guy or their assistant coach on when we can come into the rink. So that's just kind of something I haven't been used to yet. Um, like this past weekend um, at the rink, they have two rinks and then they had a, uh, I think it was like an eight court volleyball court. And we were on the side where the volleyball court is. And on Saturday, before our game, there was a volleyball tournament going on. So it was just a, a, a madhouse 
you got your crazy parents yelling at them and so <laughs> I'm laughing because the, I've I've been there and seen all the you know the youth basketball tournaments but uh, over at NoCo this past weekend uh sports center they had big volleyball tournament and you just hit it on the nose there all these crazy parents you know, yep. <laughs> in the crowd and games everywhere, going every which direction. And uh, th- that's kind of funny that uh, you guys had run into that. Yep. And then um, another issue that we don't really think about is when we fly, um, the possibility of losing a bag or something. Like, you kind of need hockey sticks to uh, play hockey, don't you? And <laughs> knock on wood. We haven't had that issue, but I've seen uh, Division One teams. All Division One teams typically fly wherever they go, and they uh, the hockey sticks kind of got lost the one time. So they uh, skated pregame skate without the sticks for for an hour, and it was quite funny. But that's always my biggest worry: is the airport losing something? You never know with the airport. We've all have had to experience the Denver International Airport a time or two. Yes, absolutely. Losing a bag. Yes, of course. Hey, um, you know, you mentioned your dad's been the equipment manager before you were born. And, you know, sports equipment is always evolving, too. Um, What changes have you seen since you were a little guy, you know, tugging at your dad's, uh, uh, you know, tugging at him? Uh, What major changes have you seen in equipment and how it's impacted the play of players? Uh, Skates have been a tremendous change from when I was 10, 11 years old, so they are now. Um, In 2012, 2013, Bauer came out with the uh, trigger release blade. So you can pop a blade in and out pretty quickly within less than 30 seconds. Uh, before that, uh, you would, if you needed to change your blade, you, it would take about an hour to take that blade out because you got to take the rivets off the skate. And then now with, it's called profiling. Every player has a different profile. Um, obviously every player is a different weight, height. Um, if they're a strong skater, a slow skater, um, a lot of the pros have different profiles. Um, so that's kind of been something new I've been learning about because that's within the last two, three years of, oh, we're uh, sitting at a plus four on a profile instead of like the normal is like a plus one to a minus one. So it's just something like that. Other than that, um, obviously with all sports equipment manufacturers, they come out with the new and best, whatever, every year. Oh, this. This $500 stick is 20 grams lighter, and it's going to make you shoot two miles an hour faster when really, it really doesn't. (laughs) Of course. But, hey, with the new franchise of the Grit, Andrew, and you coming on as the, uh, you know, equipment uh, uh, person, uh, what have you enjoyed the most about being part of the Grit organization? I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, there has nothing been bad here. Uh, Mr. Bob Bowden has taken care of the staff and the players very well. Um, I like being on the road with the boys. We get to, uh, have some nice laughs, hang out a little bit, get to talk with them. And then being with the staff, we have probably the best staff in the league. Um, our athletic trainer, Kylie Jusinski is the best, 
assistant coach Levi Weber and head coach Steve Haddon. They're always welcoming. They always have a smile on their face whenever I'm around them. So everything has been great. Um, with the first year franchise, it's still just kind of in that building stage. Oh, we just need this little thing. We just need that little thing. But for the most part, everything has just been well taken care of from the top down. And talk about how close you work with Kylie, too, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis uh, uh, to help all the players in the organization. Uh, me and Kylie have become best friends. Um, funny enough, we actually uh, grew up in the Springs about 10 minutes apart from each other, and she's a little bit older than me, and we kind of ran into each other, and we're like, we know each other, but where do we know each other? <laughs> So it's been great working with her. If something comes to arise and that's on the equipment side, she'll tell me and be like, hey, this needs to be fixed or someone came off. And so we have a very good working relationship. Um, And at this level, in the D1 level, the pro level, you got to have that relationship with your athletic trainer. You know, they're they're, they're your best buddy and they're, they're that second hand. She'll help out with laundry if, I'm running around doing a couple of things, so it's been great working with her and getting to know her a little bit more. What are some of the more amusing uh, moments you've had, uh, Andrew, with the first year as the grit? Uh, something just t- totally unexpected, but that you just have to, you know, sit back and and uh, smile or laugh. Uh, to be honest with you, we haven't had that yet. Um, it's been pretty predictable of where we're going. Um, Coach Haddon has been to most of these rinks because of his time in the uh, old CHL, ECHL days. So he's kind of given us the rundown of what to expect of each rink. And um, so, yeah, it's just kind of been those typical laughs you get with the boys, just watching them do something stupid or (laughs) them just being 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. You know, not too long ago, I was those, I was in their shoes, so. Absolutely. So, well, I'll, Andrew, I'll tell you what, it's great to get the inside of what you do, and uh, uh, thanks for being such a important part of the GRIT organization, and we wish you the best of luck uh, the remaining of this year and, of course, going into next year. But uh, thanks for taking time out to join us today on the Steve Haddon Show. Absolutely. No problem, Bruce. Thank you. All right. Andrew Rush, the equipment manager of the and coordinator of the uh, Colorado Grit hockey team. And uh, what a role he has to play. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys that you really can't make many mistakes as far as being the equipment manager. You have to be on top of your game. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with Kim Weber, uh, the coordinator of the Billet program, which means the housing of the players for the grit. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Nico Medved. Isaiah Stevens. Nick Clifford. The CSU Rams. Will they be dancing in March? Follow along with us on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. 
Welcome back to the Steve Haddon Show, and we are live from the Yellow Fiber Studio. A special thank you to our sponsor, Steamway Floor to Ceiling. They are one great company with two great services. All of your housing needs from certified carpet, tile, furniture, and duct cleaning to all of your interior design needs and wants. Steamway Floor to Ceiling, conveniently located right here in Greeley with a 4,000-foot uh, square foot showroom. Uh, give or visit uh, Steamway Floor to Ceiling a call. Uh, they will take care of you for all of your cleaning and remodeling needs. Hey, special guest with us now, Kim Weber, who is the coordinator of the Billup program, uh, which houses players for the Colorado Grit hockey team. Uh, Kim, thanks for joining us today, and how's your day so far? Not too bad. How about you? Doing great. Hey, just in a nutshell, for those uh, in our audience just listening, they may not have heard the term uh, billet program, but just explain what this program does uh, that you coordinate for the players of the uh, GRIT hockey team. Um, billeting is kind of, I would say, kind of like um, an old school way of um, exchange student program if you were a student. Um, you just take in these players from camp to um, the final end of the season. Um, they pay a um, kind of a tuition or kind of a fee, a billet fee that um, helps with groceries and um, that kind of thing. And you take them into your home. Um, these kids come from all over the United States, some from Canada. We've had some from Europe and Russia and all those different places. So you really... Um, it's really like having another child in your house, but they're older. <laughs> um, and it, but it's really awesome. I've done it for wow, as long uh, I don't know, ten, fifteen years. Um, and I've had about probably fifteen players in my home, and it's it's just really awesome because you you get these lifelong relationships with kids and their families. Absolutely. Now, uh, this being the Grit's first year, um, Mm -hmm. you started this from scratch as far as, you know, with with the Grit program. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us how that started when you had to get uh, started, I guess, somewhat recruiting uh, billet families. So once all the players got here, uh, their housing needs were met. Um, Well, I had some billets from previous teams that were around here. Um, that I kind of called and, and, um, they kind of put the word out to their friends and families and that kind of thing. Um, we also, Mary Bo, um, put it out, um, to like the DDA and the police department and, and all kinds of different, um, outlets, um, just asking if people would be interested. And then usually before, um, camp or right after camp, I have a, a billet meeting and just kind of, speak to all of the current billets and anybody that's interested in maybe becoming a billet and answer all of the questions that they have. And um, because a lot of people don't understand what it is and what you're doing, but really you're just taking somebody into your home, you're feeding them dinner and just having them be part of your family. Um, Mine go with us to my grandson's hockey games or that kind of thing. So it's just like bringing in an extended member of your family. And, uh, Kim, uh, how often it, it do uh, more than one player uh, 
are hosted by the same billet family. Is it single players or is it usually uh, two or three players? Uh, what's the most common? Um, the most common, I would say, is two. I usually recommend two just because they can then um, entertain themselves. Um, they, they're usually always um, going to uh, events, um, community things, that kind of thing. So they're always busy. And when they're not, then they're kind of doing something together, um, going hiking or that kind of thing. So I always suggest two. Um, but there are quite a few of our billets this year that just have one, which is good, too. Um, I don't suggest a whole lot more than that. Um, we have had some billets that have taken three or four before. We do have a um, grandmother, actually, this year that she has three players, I think, in her home. And she had had her grandson, too, until he got traded. So, and you're talking about um, uh, Max. Correct. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Max talked to talked to us uh, uh, when we had him in studio that, you mm-hmm. know, grandma has four players at her house. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, that's got to make grandma smile a lot and just see exactly. all these young guys, you know, flourishing and trying to reach their goals and and ha- mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. Um, how far in advance, you know, like for ne- have you started uh, your work for next year, Kim, as far as trying to. Uh, maintain or obtain more families uh, in the program? Oh, of course. We take, um, usually throughout the year, there's always people that stop. Um, actually, Kylie helps me, the trainer. She helps me with billeting as well, which is awesome. But they stop Kylie or I and say, you know, we might be interested and that kind of thing. So we usually just take their name, note, number, email, and then as soon as this season starts coming to an end, I start sending out emails and, and keeping in touch and, um, you know, letting them know when the first meeting will be so they all come. But, yeah, anytime anybody's interested, they can always email Kylie or I um, or even just the Colorado Grit email, and um, we get back to them and let them know kind of what it's about and, and that kind of thing. And, yeah, we're always taking – we always take somebody's name down because – in this league, there's always players coming and going until February that, um, with the trades and that kind of thing. So we always need home. Sometimes they bring in players just to see if they'll fit with the team and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a busy process until February. And <laughs> then it kind of slows down for me a little bit. Absolutely. So KFK listeners, if you're out there and you are interested in uh, housing some hockey players from the grit, this is such an exciting organization here in Greeley. But if you have that desire, um, uh, contact, contact Kim. And Kim, what is the best way? Is it by email? By email. It's Kim Weber at coloradogrithockey.com Kim Weber 1B at com. Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Kim, thanks so much. And uh, let's get some more interest out there because this is a uh, this is such a huge part of the grid organization and an, an important part. Uh, it's the and heart. Our billet players are the heart of the, the team. Absolutely. And uh, we want to take uh, great care of these kids while they're here uh, playing for the grit. And of course, uh, we're at the end, Kim, but uh, briefly, you're the coordinator, but man, you're the mom of the coach too. 
<laughs> yeah, I love those boys. <laughs> and 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 this uh, this adds even more excitement and uh-huh. uh, your closeness to the organization. But uh, Kim, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure talking to you. I know we'll talk again. And good luck. And if you you ever need a shout out on the air, make sure you get a hold of us too. Uh, when when you're putting together more things, uh, postseason or preseason next year. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. That is Kim Weber, the coordinator of the Billup program for the Colorado Grit. Uh, we're going to take a, a brief uh, break here and be ready to wrap up the Steve Haddon Show after these messages. Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, McKinnon. Jokic, two of the best Colorado has to offer. Could this be the year for two parades? Hear Nuggets and Abs Insight on the Hall Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to the Steve Haddon Show on this Tuesday as uh, we want to thank Coach Haddon for joining us as always every Tuesday. And uh, special thanks to Andrew Rush, the uh, Grit Equipment Manager, and also uh, to Kim Weber, who coordinates that billet program. Uh, Mark your calendars for the Grit as they get back into town uh, March 15th, a three-game series with the Amarillo Wranglers the 15th, 16th, or yeah, 15th, 16th, 17th. Uh, those Friday games are at 7:15. Northern Colorado, we love you out there. Stay tuned for the whole show.